Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Country music superstar Jody Messina brings her Heads Carolina Tales California tour to the Great Frederick Fair in Frederick, Maryland on September 22nd. She joined me to discuss her career of country hits, including Heads Carolina Tales California, Bring on the Rain, Burn, That's the Way, Lesson in Leaving, Bye Bye, Stand Beside Me, My Give a Damn's Busted, and so many more. Hey, Jody Messina, hey, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. Hey, good to see you. Oh, good to talk to you. <laughs> Your music it instantly brings back memories of growing up, you know, riding to school on the bus, and that's all they played was Jody Messina, right, left? You know, well, of course, there was Dixie Chicks and Tim McGraw and some other stuff, but you were just lighting it up back then, and so we're all <laughs> excited to uh, see you come to the Great Frederick Fair here in Frederick, Maryland on September 22nd. Now, you'll be playing with, with Tracy Bird. This is a one-off. I love Tracy. We do a bunch of different shows together throughout the year, and um, this just happens to be one of them. And so I'm excited. I'm excited to be with him, and he's just uh, he's such a great guy, and he, we have such fun at his shows. Absolutely. Well, since this is a, a one-off and, you know, there, you all have so many hits, so it's going to be great. They can do the watermelon crawl, you know, and then say that I'm all right afterwards, whatever. They, they can do some, all their yeah. mashups. But um, tell me about sort of yeah. the genius idea to do the Heads Carolina Tales California tour where you get to kick it off back in February in the Carolinas and in California. I guess it's all timed with the Cole Swindell uh, remix, remake thing, right? She had me at Heads Carolina. We had never toured under the banner Heads Carolina Tales California. And so we thought, hey, what the heck, you know, let's just let's just do it. Um, we did start in Carolina. We do end in California and we might string it on until next year just because we've had so such a great outpouring of just love from the fans and people coming to the concerts and um, they've been asking for more shows. And so, so we're trying to do that and um, just kind of balance that. But coming to see you, that's a huge part to me. I get a lot of friends up there and um, love the Maryland area. <laughs> we're going to get some crab cakes. <laughs> oh, you have to get some crabs while you're here. And I love that you're saying, you know, even if you go to, you'll be like Forrest Gump, you know, you, you've done the Carolina to California, but you want, I just turned around and kept on going. You'll just keep going, <laughs> keep the tour going. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. I figured I might keep singing. I've just felt like singing. All right. Well, we sort of mentioned oh, that's it. that's awesome. We, yeah, feel free to use that on stage. But no, we, we uh, sort of mentioned it. But yeah, talk about how a whole new generation of audiences, you know, there's young kids who, who maybe didn't listen onto the bus like like I did. But, you know, now they're rediscovering the songs in your music because of the Cole Swindell thing. She had me at Heads Carolina. I mean, it's an, it was a number one hit. You all were nominated for Musical Event of the Year at the ACM Awards this year. Like, talk about how, you know, you, there's probably parents and their kids all knowing your songs now. <laughs> well, we've noticed that, you know, in the last five years that there's just such a huge swell of young listeners. And, and I'm, guessing, I'm guessing that's a lot of streaming. You know, a lot of kids don't even recognize you know certain things but they can pull stuff off their mom's phone or their mom's computer and so um you'll see when you go to the show it isn't just head carolina you know you've got people singing and young people like little like eight years old singing all the words to lesson and leaving or stand beside me or bring on the rain and so we've had you know it's just been such a joy to get out there and, and sing for folks and um, we're having a great time. I love it. And I'd love to unpack some of those hits because I love every single one of them you've mentioned. <laughs> but before I want to set the stage, remind folks how you got into this racket to begin with. I know you're born in Massachusetts. Uh, like what did, what did you listen to growing up and how did you decide to make that leap to Nashville at, at 19? That's a, that's a big leap. I'm an East Coaster too. Um, well, I 
went to school, went to school where a bunch of kids from all over the country went and I heard country music and I thought, um, wow, this is really cool. It tells the story of my life. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And then um, from there, you know, I'd start writing songs and performing country songs. And right after high school, I moved down to Nashville. So I tried to get a record deal and paid my dues, did my time here. And um, just have had a, a wonderful life of performing these songs. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I want to try to hit some of the albums. I know the first self-titled debut, Jody Messina in 96, featured that Heads Carolina, Tales California song that we talked about a bunch. But tell me about sort of the inspiration for for writing it. That was not written by me. That was written by uh, Mark D. Sanders and Tim Nichols. And my album, my first album was done. And um, they they called me. One of the writers called and was like, hey, Jody, I got this song. We just wrote it. Can I drop it in your mailbox? And I was like, the album's done. He's like, well, if you could listen to it, that'd be great. So I did listen to it. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really cool. So I brought it to my producers and they were like, man, we got to put this on the record, you know? And so we went back into the studio and recorded Heads Carolina. It was an afterthought. You know, it wasn't something that we we had, you know, scripted for the album, uh, but it came in last minute. It was the very last minute and very first single. (laughs) I love it. And then, of course, that second album, as if it couldn't get any bigger, that second one, I'm All Right in 98, was even bigger. I mean, it was called I'm All Right, and the title song was was a great I'm All Right. But there's a, a bit of a theme, you know? It's like a resiliency throughout that album. Not only I'm All Right, but almost like t- t- telling the guy, you know, someone's going to give you a lesson in leaving, or bye-bye, my baby, bye-bye. There's like a, a sort of a, a defiant I'm going to be okay to a lot of those songs. Even Stand Beside Me, too. It's, it's saying what you want out of a relationship. You know, why do you think they all kind of worked as a piece on that album? Um, well, I think that's just kind of what I was going through at, at that point in life. You know, that was, I wasn't married. Um, I was trying to find, you know, a decent guy. Well, I was having a career and was running into a bunch of bums. And so there was plenty of songs to go around. <laughs> I mean, they're all they're all legendary. And then, of course, the third album, Burn in 2000, the title song, I Want You to Burn, Burn for Me, Baby. And uh, and I think you even got your first two Grammy nominations off that, too, right? That's the way it is. You got to roll with the punches. And uh, what was the other Grammy nomination? Oh, Bring on the Rain with Tim McGraw, of course. Tell me yeah. about working with Tim and just the spirit of that song, too. Like, you know what? No matter what happens, tomorrow's another day. Thirsty anyway. Bring on the rain. Well, that song, geez, I, I've just heard like a guitar demo of Helen Darling singing that song. Um, she was one of the writers and I loved the, the almost empowering, you know, how empowering this song was. And McGraw loved it and was like, hey man, do you mind if I sing on it? He was producing my records at the time. So he's like in the studio hearing the song over and over and he's like, man, I'd love to throw something on there. So that's kind of how that all came about. I love it. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And then, of course, you dropped your greatest hits in 2003. So then I guess 2005's Delicious Surprise would be the first one after you've already had like this massive greatest hits success. So how important was it to follow up and be like, no, I can keep it going with that hit single, uh, My Give a Damn's Busted. I think I just quoted that the other day. <laughs> the other day. Uh, but uh, yeah, just uh, talk about talk about how important that song was to keep it going, you know, post greatest hits. Yeah, that, you know, that was a point where we were kind of at a, 
standstill, really. We we're, we we're like, where do we go? And everybody kind of got interested in other things. And so we decided to come back with my Give a Damn Busted. Um, and yeah, I remember people going, oh my gosh, you reinvented yourself. And I was like, no, <laughs> I just actually <laughs> went back to who I was <laughs> before all the glamour and, and whatnot. So that was kind of a, an interesting time during that record. But that was originally cut by Joe Diffie. He wrote it, he cut it. And um, I was lucky to get a hold of it. Rest in peace, Joe Diffie. He's like one of the great hit makers of all time. We lost him too too soon. But I'm glad to hear that yeah. you said that, that was you going back to what you've always been. Your give a damn was always busted. You just brought, brought it back out. Um, oh, nice. well, speaking of re- reinventing yourself, I real quick want to hit the three EPs in 2010, the Unmistakable Love, Unmistakable Drive, and Unmistakable Inspiration. And um, few songs are more inspirational than uh, Heaven Was Needing a Hero. Uh, we had a, a friend of ours, a fallen police officer up here in France. Frederick, where you're coming to the fair. A lot of people will know Stu Alcorn and that song was sang. So if you play that in Frederick, people will people will think of Stu and it might really help people heal in that case or or any anything they're going through. Uh that song was written uh when the first female soldier was lost at war over in Iraq. And I saw her brother on the news. They were asking him a bunch of questions and he was like, I, I don't know how to answer your questions. I just know my sister will always be a hero to me. And I was just like, man. I remember watching the TV screen going, heaven must have been needing a hero. And uh, and so that's kind of where that song came from. And it's meant a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And so I try not to dictate, you know, what it means. Right. Well, that's the beauty of music. It, it, people are inspired, you know, no matter what they're going through in their lives, the, the songs can can reach them in different ways. Um, well, awesome. Well, I, you, I mean, yeah, I know you've been generous with your time. There's so many more songs we could talk about. Like you left Curb Records and did that Kickstarter crowdfunding thing, me in 2014. And then I guess, but more recently, let, let's plug your, your newest stuff. I think you have your newest single that just came out this summer is called Just To Be Loved. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you tell us about it real quick? Well, Just To Be Loved was inspired by uh, my 14-year-old son. Back when he was 13, he was getting text messages from then 12, 13-year-old girls that were really just heartbreaking. I mean, kid, the, what kids think that they have to do and what they have to be in order to be loved or accepted is, is wrong. I mean, it's, it's they are already, uh, that was my, you know, Just To Be Loved is a song that I wrote so that I could say and let just, give the news, you know, that you were created by a perfect God who loves you perfectly. You don't have to sell out for a like or a check mark or a follower or those kind of things. Just be true to who you are and who God made you to be. And he already loves you abundantly and, and loves you perfectly. Oh, that's that's great advice for anyone listening out there. Um, but yes, I'm glad you have the the new single out. Glad you're you're on this awesome tour. And like you said, it, there people are just discovering you through streaming. I think uh, we have a stat to drop. I think you have over a billion streams across Pandora and Spotify and Apple Music, all the services. And I think it's like over a million streams per week. So yeah, I mean you're you're regularly in the rotation. Uh, I mean, are, are you excited that because of this new technology? You know, back in the day, we'd say what's old is new again, but there's no such thing as that anymore. Like artists, you could be an artist from the 90s, 2000s, 2010s or now. And no one today knows. I mean, you're just all their music's the same. They'll they'll hear just to be loved back to back with Heads Carolina or bye bye. And they everyone thinks it's all one continuum of music. I mean, is that exciting for you as an artist? Yeah, it really is. I mean, like you said, there's no old and new. It's just current, you know, whatever they hear. And you can see that in the crowds. I mean, you see. The crowds, you know, young kids singing all the words to Stand Beside Me or Let Them Leave It or Bring On The Rain or 
you know, all the songs. And so it's just fascinating to see. I'm curious, who are like the next Jody Messina's that you think that maybe grew up? Has anyone come to you and say, I grew up listening to your music? And, you know, who, who are some of the young, you know, particularly female country singers or, or men for that matter that that were like, well, Cole Swindell, obviously. <laughs> but who are some newer ones that you're like, hey, when we get off this interview, we should go check them out? Oh, gee. Uh, um, I think a lot of the folks, contemporary folks right now, they, I think they're aware of the music. Um, I, I'm touring constantly so I don't see a lot of them to have that conversation. <laughs> so I, I couldn't really, I couldn't really tell you. Couldn't answer that question, actually. <laughs> but I'm sure there's a bunch of them. Well, anyway, come come see Jody Messina uh, along with Tracy Bird. I mean, that's a one-two punch for the ages. Uh, it's going to be at the Great Frederick Fair in Frederick, Maryland on September 22nd. So get your tickets now. Hey, thanks so much for doing this, Jody. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.